If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. Go for it. Oh, we're on? Yeah, we're on. We're live. We're live, everybody. Super professional as always, so better keeping the standard. The best, you know, the best at being semi-professional. Semi-pro. <laughs> um, no, so like, like I was telling you uh, off the air, like I haven't, I, I don't usually feel old, but I might have brought this up like a couple episodes ago, but have you seen the movie Old School? No. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. All right. Um... Oh, it's from like the early 2000s. It's a classic. I don't know if it really holds up anymore. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's got like Will Ferrell, uh, one of the Wilson brothers, the like less famous one. I don't remember the his name right now. Was it Luke? It's Luke Wilson. Wilson. It's got him, uh, Vince Vaughn. You know, these dudes in their 40s and like they start a frat for whatever reason. Okay. Well, there's, so there's like, uh, there's this scene in it where they're, they're having this like frat party and, uh, these, these kids are like doing like a beer bong and like asking Will Ferrell like, oh yeah, man, like what do you, what do you got going on this weekend? He's like, oh, got a real nice weekend. You are probably going to go Home Depot with the wife, you know, pick out some furniture and like <laughs> stuff like that. And like when you watch that in your twenties, cause like they laugh at him. And then you you watch it in your twenties, you're like, dude, that's so lame. That dude's so old. Like, like it's funny because like that's not fun. But like, I have to go to Home Depot today, and I'm actually like looking forward to it. <laughs> it's like I realized like at that point that like I'm I'm old. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're officially like, old now, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to picking up stuff for work at Home Depot. For for work too, that's even yeah. better. Not like home decor or something. It's no for work. <laughs> no, I gotta get some screws, some uh, some shims. <laughs> Ooh, you know pine shims or uh, synthetic. <laughs> I do pine. I like to keep it natural. You know, nice. <laughs> They're easier to cut with the knife too, right? Yeah, all right. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. To me, that's pretty exciting. That's that sounds pretty exciting to me too. Honestly, I like to. Hang out in Home Depot, <laughs> look at the tools that I can't afford. <laughs> like, that'd be cool. Yeah, there's I always mean, that's something cool. Yeah, there's always something cool you can can buy too. Reminds me of so, like being a kid and you go to the toy store and parents yeah. can't afford the toys and you don't understand why, but then you find out about taxes and whatnot and <laughs> you understand why, but you just you, you like to look anyway. Yeah, and then you can just imagine what it'd be like to play with the it, toys. Exactly. Yeah, That'd be oh, so if fun. I had that drilled, you know how fun that would be? Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> I think one of my best recent purchases from Home Depot is uh, some hooks. I screwed into the ceiling in the garage, and then I hang up all the bikes. Oh, there um, you go, dude. By the, the front tire. That, oh, man. The satisfaction of seeing those things just hung up, boom, 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 right in the line. It's right? For like a $2 hook. Yeah. Oh. It's crazy. We're, we're, get, we're getting too old, man. 
I know. So old. I know. It's sad. Just, yeah. I mean, it's sad, but you know, I, I don't know if I'd go back because I think of being in my 20s and just how much energy I had and whatever, but it's, it's in the recovery and just not needing sleep, um, all that good stuff, but but I was just so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. I so, think you sacrifice a massive amount of intellect points for recovery and health. Mm-hmm. And like, exactly. I don't, know, I don't know where the, like, sweet spot is, like, maybe in your 30s, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm well beyond the sweet spot. Oh, no. <laughs> now it's just <laughs> grueling every day. Because <laughs> that, that was the, the big four zero, right? Yeah, actually, so I turned uh, 41 in oh, a couple man. days. Yeah, dude. Oh. Okay. 41, wow. That's pretty impressive. And you're still out there just... <laughs> pretty impressive that I made it this far. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the workload you're keeping up with, man. That's I don't even know. I don't think I could do it. Not, not right away, that's for sure. Lifting all those cabinets and stuff? No way. No way, see. Like I told you off air, it's uh, caffeine, tobacco, and hate. <laughs> it's, that's the only way to do it. Oh, boy. Well, so it's in a couple days. I don't, I don't yeah, when, when is your birthday? Yeah, it's... Uh, or do you want to even have that on the air? <laughs> I, no, go. Yes, yes. So it's in a couple days and... Uh, okay. So, I've been married five years, and I still haven't figured out that pretty much if I, if I talk about anything that piques my interest, my wife has created a database on me. Oh, no. And has, like, every interest, everything I've ever brought up, she has saved. So, like, she just always has gift ideas. Really? And... So this twice now, like I did, I did this uh, this past Christmas, and now I did it this year. That like I tell her about things, forget I told her about, and think there's no way she would ever get this for me. So I'll just get it for myself. So I went to, to uh, site I was telling you about that ForbiddenClothes.com. All right. And uh, so I bought a bunch of stuff from there, and I was like, oh hey, I just you know bought this stuff, and I look at it, it's pretty cool. And she's like, wait, what did you get? So I showed it to her. She goes, I can't believe you. <laughs> I was like, what? And she's like, I don't know why you would tell me about something, you know, like three, four days before your birthday and then buy it for yourself. She had <laughs> bought me, she bought me stuff off there. And I was like, and the same, she didn't but, tell me what, but it's some of the same stuff that I bought. And I was just like. You know, <laughs> that's freaking know? awesome, though. It is awesome. So I'm gonna like double dip, basically. That's she keeps a database on you. I mean, Dude, come on, you can't ask for is, much more than that. That's freaking she awesome. Work for the FBI, honestly, probably does. She's <laughs> keeping a keeping a transcript of every conversation. Yeah. Dude, yes, she remembers Just like everything. Comey and Trump. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Like, you told me this on this date. And I was like, I I really don't think I did. 
and pulls out printed chat logs and like, yeah, dude. I'm just kidding on that part. She doesn't do that, but she she's got a good memory, everything. a great memory. That's good. Yeah, that's I, I encounter that sometimes too with Sierra. It's just like, <laughs> like you did this. Well, we did this. We ate that for this. You know, we had this for breakfast. This for dinner. I'm just like, I don't even remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> How do you do this? Yeah. But, that's awesome. She remembers and actually bought you that stuff for your birthday. That's nice. And now you got a bunch of their clothes, too. Exactly. So one of the things that, like, I know she didn't buy, but, like, I'm excited about this. It's a hat that has the NASA logo. And instead of saying NASA, it says fake. <laughs> and I love like, it. Because I, I, I'm of the opinion that space is absolutely fake. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> space is fake guy huh if, if oh, she yeah. listens to this she's gonna hate it because she absolutely hates she hates that take but I will argue it to the day I die space is 100% fake well what do you mean by that people didn't go or that it doesn't exist We okay so okay yeah clarification is obviously there is something up there I will give you that but we have not been up there okay it's not just like a, a big uh, black sheet with holes poked in it. The light I mean, it could be. It. <laughs> it could be. But I don't think we've ever been up there. I, I mean... there's a space station up there. I don't think uh, we've landed on the moon. People stop listening <laughs> because of that. <laughs> or if more government... Hey, hey, I don't believe listening. this stuff. <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is Greg. This is Greg's Only idea. <laughs> Only one of us is psychotic. <laughs> the, the space station is hard because you can see it sometimes. I mean, I haven't seen it, but so that's another thing. It it's, goes into that whole who you believe. And if I had seen it with my eyes, I'd have a different take. Um, I know that with ham radio, you can call the space station and talk to the astronauts. Um, you can call some, a location. Right. What well, they say is the space <laughs> Well, what you do is you, you have to create a directional antenna because it's so high. So you have to actually point that directional antenna directly at them to get a signal back. Um, so that seems a little more like strong evidence to me. Unless mm. it was just a satellite up there. I mean, there's satellites up there for sure. See? Or are there? I mean, that's you how know, we get our GPS to work. And, like, I, I do think that, that like, something like that is possible. But I don't think... Because to me, like, the whole thing goes back to, like, so in the 60s, when we didn't even have, you know, flat-screen TVs, we didn't mm -hmm. have personal computers, but we landed on the moon... And we have since not gone, right? Mm, mm -hmm. And they lost the technology, which I think is crap. And two, oh, it's really expensive. Like, we just print money for nothing. Yeah. Like, we print money to, like, shell out to, you know, fund proxy wars. And, like, you're trying to tell me that if space was a real thing space travel 
was a real thing that we wouldn't be trying to, you know, be the dominant power behind it. Yeah. There's no way. It's well, so I think that that was the whole point is it was a race uh, to get there, to land a person on the moon first. And once we had achieved that and sent, I don't even know how many missions up there, if it was like 12 or 13 or something, um, we kind of, yep, we can do it. And the Russians definitely can't. And now there's no reason to go there because there's nothing on the moon. It's just a bunch of dust and rocks. Or and it's, is there? Or is there? Is it cheese? <laughs> yeah. See what I mean? Like, who knows? Well, really? yeah. I'm looking. Like, I mean, I believe it's a psy. I mean, it could very well have been a psyop. You know, the footage and everything. I'm not going to dispute that with the, the whole CIA and the ties to Hollywood um, and their abilities to do stuff. But like filming the landing and everything, I wouldn't put it past them necessarily because it was a race and it was kind of a psychological thing. Um, so, you know, it was a hard problem to do. We didn't want to risk people's lives. Except, I mean, people died doing it with the Apollo 11 or whatever it was. Um, so that's that doesn't make sense because people did die doing it. I'm not saying um, people didn't die, but do you think that world governments wouldn't sacrifice people? Right. Of course they would. You know, like, I mean, with the sinking of the Titanic, I mean, 9-11, Pearl Harbor, where you, I, I should have warned you this was going to get juicy, but... No, sorry. That's good. That's perfect. Um, perfect. But you know what I mean? Molly. Like they, they they sacrifice people all the time. Yeah, yeah. So like blowing up the the uh, was it the Challenger space shuttle and was that eighty four? Yep, yep. Um, yep I think yeah, so. like you said, Apollo, uh, whatever it was eleven or whatever. You I know, can like, double check that. Yeah, I don't know. I think Apollo eleven is the one that made it. I don't know. Maybe it was. <laughs> so, you know, wait, 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 it made it? <laughs> well, like, people lived. Okay. Yeah, it was the first, yeah, that was the first one. It was Apollo 13, then, maybe. Oh, yeah, they made that movie with, uh, what's his face in it? Uh, no, maybe, they didn't even die, did they? Did no, they survive? It, like, had a rough landing or something. Yeah, they had an oxygen leak, and they barely made it back, but I don't think anybody died. Yeah, that's what it was. But the Challenger blew up, that's for sure, the space shuttle. And that was all in the age of when they were building and then uh, going up to the space station, too, so... Allegedly. Allegedly. Where were they going, then? Just up and then down again? Yeah. Yeah. So all you gotta do is film it like in the air, right? Taking off, you get like all the kids going, oh yeah, cool space, you know? Mm-hmm. And you land it at night <laughs> when like no one's paying attention and then it, you can film stuff in space just by filming it underwater and you're golden. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, it's good to be skeptical, that's for sure. And it's it's one of those things, too, where if you don't actually see it, how do you believe it? But I tend to believe that there's we landed on the moon, we have a space station, and we even sent some robots to Mars. <clears throat> and they um, 
Venus too, I think we sent at least one probe to Venus that lit on the surface. Or maybe that was the Russians that did that. But um, The flyby of Pluto? I don't believe those images either. No. <laughs> no, just no. Because <laughs> like, okay, because again, if if we could land on the moon, and you know, I said, then why wouldn't he been back? You said because there's nothing up there. Okay. Great. Let's take that then. But so now that technology, we've proven that we can make it to the moon. Why then would they not expand it and try to go to these other planets? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that they haven't, and we're in, what, 2023, and in 1960, whatever it was, 63, they went to the moon. Yeah, and we 69, just, I think. 69, and we haven't yep. made any progress? Yeah. Like, yeah. Musk can launch a car into space, great. But, like, there's no progress towards anything. So, like, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's real. It, I mean, the whole purpose of it really was competing with the Soviet Union to prove uh, to the world, to our population and the Soviets, but the rest of the world as well, that America had better technology. So that's why it started with Sputnik. The Russians launched the first the first man, uh, Yuri... Uh, Gregorian, I feel terrible. I didn't research any of this. so, But they got the first guy. His name was Yuri. I know that. Into space. Um, and then they launched the first satellite, which was Sputnik. And that was in the 50s. And that's, then they broadcast the, the blips, the signal blips from that um, to the American people. And it really freaked the American people out that the Soviets were ahead of us in technology and that they could put satellites up there to watch us or drop bombs on us. Um, so America had to get ahead of that perception, um, if not just to their own population, to prove that we weren't, quote-unquote, losing the Cold War. So that's, that is, I think, what the space race was about, is just proving our technological superiority. And so that's that was the mad rush. That's why we had to put people on the moon. Uh, is to just go so far and beyond what the Soviets were capable of doing that they wouldn't even bother at that point. So it was really a, a perception thing to the public. I don't, and I'm sure there was a lot of scientists who wanted wanted to do it as well, um, just for the the scientific benefit of it. But um, once you do it and you realize it's just a dead rock up there, what's the point of then spending? just hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars to go to Mars if the Soviets didn't even land on the moon, you know, as, as far as just uh, a public perception thing. And I really do think that's what it was all about, is public perception. So, yeah, and then why, why would we, you know, there's no point in sending people to Venus because it's inhospitable. I think the surface temperature is 800 degrees and the atmosphere is, I mean, the... It's very, very dense atmosphere, so there's no way. And then the next closest planet on the other side is Mars, but that's at least a six-month trip one way. And then the the gravity is a lot greater, so that level of 
being able to keep the astronauts alive and on track for six months, go down to the surface, and then actually come back and then make the return trip is just orders of magnitude more complicated than landing on the moon. And so that's why they they uh, sent the Mars robot there. The However many they've sent now, there's been quite a few. Because you can get a camera on the surface and do a bunch of scientific testing. Um, and I think they can even send back samples. I'm not sure on that. I think what they do is they do the analysis on the actual vehicle and then just beam back the data. But there's no reason to send people aside from colonization, which is what Elon Musk wants to do. And NASA is not about colonization. They don't care. Um, but Elon cares. And that's that's why I think he's going to get us back to Mars or get us to Mars. Excuse me. Hiccup. But that's that's my theory on the whole thing. And whether or not we actually lit on the moon, I could I could go with you on that one. Um, because it was so such a heavy PR campaign. Um, but I, I believe, I really do. And that's what it is. It's belief. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they supposedly brought back rocks. Um, they took videos, and there's some pretty good videos. But, I mean, to your point, they could definitely fake that if they wanted to. Yeah, that's all I got. I just... I mean, that is pretty compelling um, <laughs> counter-examination of the argument, but... All right. <laughs> um, I just, to me, it's completely out of character for the United States government to just say, all right, we made it first, now let's just call a truce and just nobody does any further advancement. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a space station, okay, cool. But like, you know, there's just no further... Like, that just seems super weird to me and completely out of character. Just because of the money, you know I mean? They could just keep upping the budget is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so to, to me it's not a money thing. Cause you, we can see in today's day and age you can just print money whenever you want for well, whatever you want. Exactly. So they don't need a space program, because I, I and I think I I wouldn't I don't know the numbers, but I would bet a lot that NASA's budget never really went down after the space race. I would bet they just kept finding ways to spend that money um, and keep increasing their budget. I mean, it might have gone down slightly after the moon program was over, but then they had the shuttle program and all that other stuff. I bet their budget went down and then it just kept climbing back up anyways so i don't think they're necessarily losing out on on money i'm going to research this and we're going to reconvene and i'm going to bring a much better argument to this because i did not want to let this die <laughs> okay well i mean i'm still i'm still with you i'm not i'm not gonna say but you know that, the, <laughs> that it was a it was true or was not because I didn't see it, but uh, I think there's quite a bit of strong evidence to support it. But once again, who knows? I will find evidence to counter every argument that you have. All right. <laughs> I, I look forward to that, actually. <laughs> the budget of NASA. I just want to look at this here and see if we can get a nice chart. 
because I never looked at this. Oh yeah, so it looks like it went way up. Because uh, Kennedy announced the, I think he announced that right when he got elected in '60, right? I believe so. Um, so it went up to are these in billions? Oh, percent of federal budget. Wow. Okay, so this is in percent of federal budget, which doesn't really mean that much, but it went up basically vertical from 1960 until 1965 from less than 1% to over 4% of the federal budget. And then it dropped off like a rock, which is weird, uh, right up to 1969. And then it kept going all the way through 70, 75, it looks like. So it just had this huge spike right in the uh, the uh, moon program. And then it leveled off for a few years and then kept dropping all the way down until uh, 87, just before 88. So then we got, I think that's the shuttle program started up then. It went up 91, peaked, and then it has kept dropping down ever since. Yeah, that is very uncharacteristic of a government agency, isn't it? Nuts. I mean, that's... To me, that's a great argument right there when you look at everything else that they've done that they blow money on. To me, it's just if you have an opportunity, like you were the first one there, you have an opportunity to be all-powerful, essentially. Mm -hmm. Why would they choose that of all things? Just be like, you know what? We're good here. Yeah. I mean, it's a significant achievement psychologically. I mean, to me, if it happened, that's one of the most significant events in all of human history is, you know, people, <clears throat> since there have been people, whenever anybody wants to say that happened, it's been thousands of years, if not hundreds of thousands of years, and people have looked at the stars and at the moon, and they've thought the moon was a god, basically. Same thing with the sun and all the other uh, the stars. So the fact that people could have potentially built a machine to fly up there and then walk on it and realize it's just a rock, that, I mean, almost every human that's ever existed has looked at the moon and wondered what it was. And the, the fact that in our lifetimes, over the last 300,000 years, that we know <laughs> and that people actually walked on it i that is i think that's just such an unimaginable just unbelievable human achievement and you know if if that's the perspective they're looking at it well we did it you know i mean the next step would just be to colonize it which is kind of pointless at this point unless we're mining asteroids or have some sort of mining operation up there but i don't know that's that's kind of my perspective on it anyways. I did a quick search of space being fake. All right, let's hear it. <laughs> and there, like, honestly, there's, it's like every other article just goes back and forth, like reasons why space is not fake. Space is fake, and here's why. 
Here's something from the Telegraph in 2019. Space is fake. The new conspiracy coming to life online. Ooh. That Science.nasa.gov. <laughs> All these space images are fake except one. Sorry, I <laughs> cut you off. What were you saying? No, I was going to say something about gravitating towards... Oh, it wants... Uh, when you say it's a new conspiracy, it makes me want to gravitate toward it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Also, great Look. pun. <laughs> Space is fake. Um, and then, have you looked at these images from like the uh, the James Webb Telescope? They're freaking awesome, man. It's. I mean, if if you don't believe it's real, it kind of dampens it a little bit. But <laughs> 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 I think it's freaking awesome. You see. Um, you can see the gravitational lensing around galaxies and around stars that Einstein predicted back in the 1920s or 30s, whenever his uh, general theory was published. But mm. you'll see like the smears around uh, galaxies of even further galaxies that have been warped by space-time. But I don't know. I'm I'm really fascinated with this kind of stuff, so it's it's hard for me. Um, and then, yeah, hey, yeah, I'll stop. I'll stop. I got, I got to keep going. <laughs> I just want to know the arguments aside from like NASA faking it. That's because I could, I could be on board that they might have faked some of the images, but I, I mean, I personally don't think so. But if I had some compelling proof or just arguments, I wouldn't be opposed. Yeah, I'll uh, off the air. I'll do. I'll, I'll get my argument together and I'll present it. I wasn't fully ready to unleash. <laughs> I this like today. that. That forbidden, the forbidden clothes. They've got that shirt. It's pulled up right for me. It's one small step for man, one giant lie to mankind. He's got an <laughs> astronaut with cameras, and he's got strings attached to him on the moon. <laughs> exactly, dude. They got so much. <laughs> cool stuff there they got i mean for the red pill loving folks they got a bunch of stuff for that they got uh a bunch of shirts about psyops um one with bill gates and jeffrey epstein standing next to each other it says buddies but it's in the the friends font from the show <laughs> that's pretty good Ooh, ooh. Sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, dude. Climate change strikes again. <laughs> <laughs> See what I'm saying? I love ooh. these people. Make 1984 fiction again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I could get that one. I could wear that. They got an animated looking one with like a little kid playing with toys and from a TV with the devil on it. It says indoctrination. <laughs> Uh, this is so funny because all this stuff this is like the the TV the indoctrination the mind control this is like uh, I'm just hearing System of a Down lyrics from back yeah, in the the right. 90s it's crazy. <laughs> and now all this the same people are now switching switching over it's very strange oh man there's some naughty shirts on here <laughs> 
govern me harder, Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think my wife would like that one. Probably not. Not a good shirt to go out in public with. <laughs> they got one, um, a picture of a mockingbird in a suit standing on a TV and says Mockingbird Media. Oh, dude. Yeah. I just yeah. listened to a uh, Lex Friedman podcast with uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. yesterday, and he just went through that. It was He went through it too fast because I don't think Lex was with him on any of it, but he just... He just like listed it off like, well, in this year they started Project Mockingbird and they had all these media oh, networks wow. under their control. And he's, I mean, that guy, either he's, you know, he, he saw, he 100% believes that the CIA killed his dad and his uncle, um, JFK and then Robert F. Kennedy. He believes they were assassinated by the CIA and he's going ham against them. He's But on the other hand, he's like... Well, there's a lot of good people in the CIA, but they they need to get roped in. I'm just like, dude, haven't you learned your lesson? I mean, <laughs> you've got family members who are assassinated. What are you doing coming out here um, railing on the CIA? Which kind of makes me, I'm just, I'm I'm with you on the just being very skeptical. And he's saying all these right things, but he almost feels like the perfect Manchurian candidate, you know? He's saying all this focus group stuff that's going to pull enough votes away from the Republicans, but also bring in Democrats as well, enough to just foil the, the playing field. Um, it almost feels like he is a Manchurian candidate. And he was telling, talking about his uh, childhood, and he slipped up on the school he, was, he went to as a kid. He's like, oh, yeah, they, the Secret Service came, came down to Sidwell for, I mean, uh, the, the Catholic school I was going to at the time and oh. took us out. And I'm like, why would you mistake that for Sidwell Friends, which is like the CIA feeder school? But anyways, but sorry, I just got off on a tangent. No, dude. That's, I was about to ask you your thoughts on RFK, and then you, you gave me your thoughts anyway. So, Oh, I've got a lot more thoughts. That's I got He... I don't Dude, trust I was, him either. I would, no, I don't. That's the thing. Is like I should trust him. I agree with almost every single thing he says. And he's saying stuff that nobody will say. And he's extremely educated as well. I mean, he's he's gone to all the schools. I mean, he's got a law degree. He's practiced for 30, 40 years. Um, he's anti-vaccine. He's anti-government. He's anti-war. But it just feels... Like, why now, dude? Like, you could have come out at any other time. This is, it's very strange. He's got very spooky kind of ties in my mind. Yeah, I don't but, like that he's got a dynasty name. Like, comes yes. from the Kennedys. Um, he made a name for himself uh, during, like, the last year of COVID, kind of speaking out against the vaccine. And then he started getting traction because of his last name. He's got spicy takes, and he's a Kennedy. So he's like, ooh, you know, let's listen to him. And, uh, yeah, now I, I, I feel like they're slowly, I, I mean, like I've said before, like I think they're slowly taking Joe out. Yes, yeah, and, for sure. That's We're seeing that happen. And, and I agree with you. I think they are kind of propping him up to, one, 
either be, you know, just a viable candidate to see if he gets traction, um, or B, because he's enough of a wild card that they could put him in as Trump's running mate to be that would be too good to be true to be his plant yeah i mean he's running i mean he's already running for the democrat ticket so right i think that's set cuz think about it so so let's say he gets bounced you know and they go with like new summer uh i mean god forbid like kamala harris um and then say Let's just say Trump gets bounced and they go with DeSantis. What would stop Trump and like a Trump RFK Jr. ticket? Enough people on both sides would just be like, screw the system. Let's get these guys in. And then there you go. Like the CIA has their plant. The powers that be have their plant. And then they can take out Trump. They can pretty much do what they did to JFK. Like take JFK out, put in lbj yeah and i'd be i'd be all for that because i i all right so the way the guy talks it seems insane for him to be at all affiliated with the cia or run by the cia or anything like that and you just look at his career his supposed career at least from what i can read on wikipedia he's been uh like an environmental lawyer um and then he recently switched over to a vaccine injury lawyer. Um, So where, you know, it didn't necessarily leave him a lot of time to work for the CIA. And in all rights, he should hate the CIA. And he says he doesn't agree with what the CIA has done and doesn't agree with the power that they have. So why do I think that he, you know, because it would be just like, am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? I should be all for this guy. Well, the just from what he says, the messing up the school thing is kind of interesting. Yeah, well, maybe he went to Sidwell Friends or one of his kids did or something, but it was just weird that. <laughs> but yeah, they came down and came down to the Secret Service, took me out of school at Sidwell, and then he stopped like halfway through. And oh no, the the Catholic school that I was going to across the river. Yeah. So then, what's the Why Catholic was, school? No, he said the name. Oh. That's just on me that I couldn't remember it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just I also but, find yeah. it funny how these like people like I feel like to get the um, religious right vote, they always claim Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if he claims actually now that he is Catholic. Um, at least not. I mean, Lex. That's what what I like about Lex because I had heard. Uh, probably three other interviews with him and Lex actually asked some of the questions that most people don't ask so he asked him about religion or it came up anyways and he talked about it and how he grew up extremely Catholic but then he's kind of more more um, spiritual in a way or um, practices Catholicism in just kind of a different way as opposed to being all in necessarily. And I think what he said is that he came back to it to overcome addiction because um, he had tried for years and he never said what he was addicted to, said it was drugs, but... Um, Maybe it was his coke in the said, house. 
Yeah, maybe. <laughs> exactly. I, I find it hard. It's got to be a hard drug. I mean, it's not like he's addicted to weed or something. But um, So he said he came back after 14 years and just pretended, went through the motions of being religious, and eventually it kind of worked, and that kicked his addiction, and that kind of cemented it. But um, still, he's nominally Catholic, I think. Mm. Um, and a lot of the, the other stuff too. I mean, he's all he's into fitness and exercise and all that good stuff, taking care of his health. Um, but I really think one of the big kickers for him is that voice. And as much as we don't like to think about it, we like to see our presidents as kind of strong men uh, in a way, either tall or uh, well-spoken or a combination of the two. I don't know, maybe even handsome. I don't know, but. I think that voice is going to be a big psychological deterrent for him ever being president, as stupid as that sounds. I, you know, you're not wrong. That's why uh, Nixon lost uh, to Kennedy. Um, no, I got that. No, I have that right. I think so. I'm pretty sure. I'm not I have sure that exactly. Right. Yeah, because didn't. Did Kennedy run against Nixon in the first one, like Nixon lost, but then he ran again later. I have no idea. I'm not that up on my timeline. <laughs> 1960, um, he defeated the incumbent. Well, it's not a closely Nixon. contested election. John F. Kennedy defeated incumbent Vice President Richard Nixon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, and the reason why, because I, I, if I'm not mistaken, I know I said I was old, but I'm not this old. But uh, I feel like that was the first, like, televised debate, and people saw the difference in how they looked. Mm. And Kennedy, That strikes a memory to me, Kennedy yeah. Kennedy was far more polished and presentable looking, so they, they voted Kennedy. And Nixon was sweating, yeah. I think, was the thing. Yeah, he's just like an ugly, sweating old man. <laughs> <laughs> With a huge nose. Yeah. Guy. He's creepy looking. But you know, that's the other thing, too, because he, um, Robert Kennedy, went back and he talked about um, kind of the beliefs or what, the, what he took away from uh, what a good leader would be from... Kennedy or from his uncle and his dad but I mean the more he talked about and the more, more he laid out kind of their vision of what a president should be I'm I kind of had this I was kind of against Kennedy my whole life just basically because he's a Democrat right mm -hmm. but the more you really look into him <clears throat> aside from all the affairs and everything um, he seems like he had a pretty solid vision of what a president should do and i think the one thing he said is um he wanted to have on his gravestone that he kept the peace or something like that um because robert kennedy talked about the bay of pigs and how the cia kind of did that behind the scenes and he didn't have a lot to say about it or they had lied to him about what it would be and so that was strike one for Kennedy and the CIA. And then the other thing was they 
they were pushing to get into Laos, I think. Uh, you know, with that whole domino effect and anti-communism, they really wanted to go into Laos, and he shot it down. And then they were pushing to get into Vietnam, his, and they as his generals and his staff, um, and they wanted to send 250,000 troops into Vietnam. And he said, no, you can have 16,000 special forces as advisors. And then um, he found out like one of them got killed and it made the news. And he asked how many people died and there was like 70 some people. And so he pulled them out. He said, that's, we're done. Let's get out of Vietnam. And he wrote the order and then they assassinated him the next month. Hmm. And then... Uh, Lyndon Johnson? No. Who the hell went in there after him? After Kennedy? Yeah. Yeah, it was Lyndon uh, Johnson. Yeah, because it was his vice president, right? Yeah. Um, he Then they immediately put 250,000 troops in Vietnam hmm. and, you know, fought an eight, nine-year war, whatever it was. So he was big into anti-war and... His advisors were all just pushing, pushing hard to start new wars and um, nuke the Russians, basically. Um, he detailed the the Cuban Missile Crisis as well and how he had, I think, 13 members of his staff and they, they all, like, uh, 11 out of 13 were pushing and voted to to bomb and then invade Cuba. Um, and he shut them down and said, "No, we're not we're not going to do that because um, that whole Cuban missile crisis was a Russian reaction to the United States putting uh, missiles in Turkey and I think he said Italy. And Turkey was bordering Russia at that time. Well, I don't know if it still does. I think there's Georgia or something in between, but um, Turkey was on the border of Russia, and we put nuclear missiles in there. And so Russia then put those missiles on Cuba as kind of just an escalation. And Kennedy realized that and made some sort of secret deal um, with the Russian president to, if he took the missiles out of Cuba he would take the missiles out of Turkey and Italy within a few months. Um, and so that's how that de-escalated. But he said that they found out 30 years later after the, the crisis that they had 60 missile sites in Cuba. And every one of the commanders of those sites had authorization to launch if they felt they were under attack. And so if we had bombed or invaded, it's almost a guarantee that they would have launched one of those missiles. Hmm. So it was a lot closer thing than people realize, I guess. And this is all according to Robert Kennedy. So um, I guess take that with a grain of salt. I haven't researched it myself, but I'm just repeating what I heard from the interview. Um, That's pretty interesting. Yeah. So he was really anti-war and all of his advisors and the CIA were really really into war I mean they said what they said is um, if we had an all-out exchange with the Russians 
they calculated that 130 million Russians would die and we would only lose 30 million people. And so they considered that a win and wanted to do it as soon as possible before the Russians actually uh, developed more capabilities. Hmm. So that's according to him, that's the, that was the idea because the the U.S. generals and all the the people in charge would then have taken Russia off the table and would be running the world at that point. Right. Because we didn't have China, we didn't have any other major threat. It would have just been a a U.S. Uh, run world. Hmm. So they wanted that. Uh, I've talked for a long time. No, I, <laughs> I, don't just, know. I was taking it all in. Um, okay, yeah, it's a great interview, man. Like the what? I'm trying to think of any other big takeaways that I had from that. Um, I mean, he, he detailed the the bunker they had. I think it's in Black Mountain or somewhere. It's somewhere in Virginia. But there's a they had this huge facility set up underground to uh, accommodate all the. The, the head government and military officials and their families and it was all stockpiled and ready to go and that was what uh, when they were taking them out of Sidwell Friends uh, when the Cuban Missile Crisis started off now I, I'm saying that jokingly but um, <laughs> they were going to take him and hole up in that bunker for the duration of that until that was resolved because they thought at any minute the Russians are going to fire something's going to kick off so they had sequestered all the government officials in that huge complex. And Kennedy, uh, no, his dad, Robert Kennedy, uh, said it would be bad optics to take him out of school. So he kept him in, kept him in school, and they would just have drills where they would go down to the basement of the school. Um, but he's like, yeah, if this actually kicks off, it would be it would be better if you got wiped out in the first. The first exchange because it's going to be a freaking hellscape hmm. so that was i mean he he wouldn't even put his kid and this isn't this isn't john f kennedy this is his brother right. but he i mean supposedly that's the kind of principles he had is he wasn't wasn't just for the optics he'd let his kid <clears throat> kid get killed if there was anything that went wrong so there was a lot a lot on the line for them i guess yeah, I mean, that kind of goes into <laughs> how conspiratorial this episode is. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> well, that goes into... Um, uh, so there, there's this big theory out there that pretty much to make it to any sort of degree, like, you know, like the high-level celebrities um, or politicians or whomever... Uh, like there, there is a, a bit of sacrifice there. Like you have to basically sacrifice so many. Look, kind of like uh, was it? You seen that Avengers movie where you have to like get the Soul Stone? Yeah. Yep. 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 Where you have to mm -hmm. you know sacrifice something you truly love. Um, I mean, there's a lot of celebrities that are are coming out and saying that too. Like you know, this is what happened. So. You know, like sacrificing people or sacrificing loved ones, like I don't think is a stretch by any means. You know, if it's to achieve something of like higher power or higher fame, higher wealth. Yeah. That goes back to the, you know, Abraham basically, right? Yeah. 
it wasn't um he had sacrificing his son yeah like God wanted him to sacrifice his son to basically test his faith mm-hmm. and then uh he didn't actually have him do it he just wanted to see if he would basically but that goes back to an old kind of thinking is that you need to sacrifice something very valuable. I mean, it even goes back to Cain and Abel. That's the whole division between um, why Cain, uh, his sacrifice wasn't acceptable because it wasn't good enough. And so he was resentful of Abel and killed him over it. But it's it, the way when you said that, that, uh, there's that conspiracy and there's kind of that uh, cult or underground movement it's almost like that idea hasn't left and there's kind of two parallel religious ideas and one is you will do the sacrifice and the other one is you will be willing to do the sacrifice but then there's some sort of redemption in there as opposed to um you know, I don't know what you're talking about specifically, but I think I do. Okay, so um, for instance, um, like I'll use Kanye West just because that's a fresh one in my mind. Um, okay. Like his mom died through like complications from like a routine uh, uh, plastic surgery, and mm-hmm. so Kanye is saying that like they sacrificed his mom in order for him to achieve that level of of fame. Like, because for a while there, he right. was considered to be, you know, like, the best rapper alive. Like, he was on the rise. He was a producer, like, all this stuff. And now, I mean, you can say he's crazy because he does say a lot of out there stuff. But, you know, he's also on the downswing. And he's out of favor with the elites. He's out of favor with the public. You know, so he's kind of saying what I consider to be the truth because like I've read it and heard it from other places you know with other people being involved mm-hmm. so I don't know to me like that's there is a level of human sacrifice there I think human sacrifice has existed forever mm-hmm. um, I think it still exists today I think you know personally to me so like I brought up you know, at the beginning when I said space was fake, uh, I mentioned briefly like the Titanic. I think we talked about this too, but like um, mm-hmm. Astor and some of those other guys that, that weren't for the Federal Reserve, they bait and switched them, killed all those other people just to take those guys out, just to get the Federal Reserve. Okay. And like, I mean, Pearl Harbor, you know, those the first time we've been attacked on American soil and since what uh, I don't know Spanish American war uh, maybe Mexican war yeah yeah Mexican which I guess technically yeah. I mean that was still Mexican property right wasn't Texas still yeah I think it was it, so well it, it's a yeah it's a little complicated but I think it, it could it yeah, some of it was Mexican, some of it was taken unjustly, some of it Mexico thought they had a bad deal, but I think it was technically, from our perspective, our territory, but yeah. I mean, either way, so, you know, it was a long time, right? Like, the worst attack mm-hmm. we've had. And the fact that we knew about it, meaning there were, 
like they saw these planes coming in and they were like, hey, this is approaching, this is approaching, and they did nothing. The fact that they go to Japan into doing it and allowed it to happen because they needed something mm-hmm. like that in order to get them in the war. They needed, because the public didn't want it. They did not want war. Oh, man. I'm with you on that one. I really think that that one very well could have been. Um, we knew about it and we ignored it to to get into the war because FDR really wanted to get more involved, but the public was completely not on board with it. So they needed that attack on American soil. I'm just, I had a thought of when that coincided with uh, Operation Barbosa. So continue. I was going to research something. Okay. Um, well, I mean, do you want to talk about Operation Barbosa now since it's, it kind of relates or do you, cause I, I want to go over to 9-11. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was just thinking because the timing of that was 1941 as yep. well when Russia or uh, Germany invaded Russia. It was in June, so then uh, six months later, or I guess four months later, really. No, it was December, so 12 to five. So yeah, six months later, um, Japan hits Hawaii, and then we get in the war. So Russia's in the war. We're supplying Russia, and then. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see it being a false flag now, even with the timing. But, yep, I agree with you. That one was most likely, especially because they moved all the carriers out beforehand. And then, um, yeah, I was just going to say with 9-11, the fact that two days prior, Rumsfeld's on TV saying that the Pentagon can't find whatever it was, $62 trillion from their budget. Yes. 9-11 happens. They claim it's Osama bin Laden. We go into Afghanistan. Meanwhile, the majority of the hijackers were Saudis who have ties to the CIA base over there. And again, the FBI knew it was going to happen. The CIA knew it was going to happen. All of our intelligence agencies knew it was going to happen, and it still happened. The fact that yeah. they were doing, um, uh, we call it f- flight training drills that just so happened to be eerily similar to what actually happened that same day. Like they needed that to happen so they could go into war. So nine twelve happened, and that was the most united America's been in decades. Yeah, and not not to mention the amount of money that we spent after that. I mean, that is a, right there is a motivation to do quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. I think that was another thing that Kennedy brought up is he was saying um, eight point one trillion dollars um, fighting over there since nine eleven. Isn't that just and wild, he's, man? He's like, what did we get from that? We got a bunch of our soldiers killed. We killed a million Iraqis and nothing changed. <laughs> yeah. And he compared it to what China was doing at the same time, is spending similar amounts of money developing Africa and the third world to make money. And he was saying we had lost our, our moral authority after 9-11 in the world because we're out there just wholesale, wholesale slaughtering and invading. Um, but yeah, anyways, that was another thing that he talked about. 
No, I agree. Yeah, it's I don't know. I think he's I think he's what you would call controlled opposition. Yeah. But that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I just cleared my throat in the microphone. <laughs> semi-pro. We're true professionals here. Yeah, semi-pro, if that. Um, I I do feel that uh, that Trump could potentially be controlled opposition, but ah, that's a stretch for me. That's a it just, big stretch. It seems so. It's hard for me to like fully get on board with a billionaire who just loves a country so much that he's willing to go through all of this. Yeah. You know, if it was real, like why why would you? Like he's got absolutely nothing to gain from this other than freeing the country. Right? And like um, who I, in today's world is that benevolent? Well, I'm I have thoughts about him and kind of his morality. He's got I mean he's just everything about his persona, this public persona is ridiculous. And he's I mean, he's he's quick witted, he's funny, he's sharp, but it was the and I felt the same way when he first ran. I was like, "Really, this is this is what we're doing." <laughs> um, but some of the stuff. I mean, all right. So the thing I always go back to is the the moving the embassy to Jerusalem, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't that what he did? He was yeah. the first president, and he had no reason to do that. Obviously, his son-in-law must have had a big influence on that because he's Jewish but he still took so much political heat for that and there was no reason to do it aside from it was the right thing to do um, and I know that's just one tiny example um, I really and that that just spoke something to his character uh, to me that most pol- no politician had done that and they all claim to be pro-Israel and you know, the whole, we're the closest allies, whatever. But, you know, aside from the UK, which owns us, but um, the the other thing is the investigations of him have just turned up nothing substantive, you know? And this is from people who hate his guts and are looking for an excuse to throw him in prison. So on the face of it, he's one of the cleanest people who's ever run for office. Uh but to your point, controlled opposition, that would be exactly what would happen. Is he may have a bunch of skeletons in the closet and it just gets overlooked. Um, kind of like, uh, <clears throat> I always forget his first name because I want to say Marilyn Manson. But <laughs> Manson. Charles. The crazy hippie dude. Charles Manson. There's a pretty clear uh, idea there that he was part of uh, CIA programs like MKUltra, but mind control, and that he kept getting arrested over and over again, but never had charges pressed and kept getting released. 
So that is something that they do. But I still think that's a stretch. I, I really do. It would have to be just so thoroughly coordinated. Um, and what has he done really? What did he do when he was elected other than the vaccines? That was that crazy. And the spending, you know, okay. <laughs> he didn't shut any spending down with COVID. It ramped it up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Well, like, yeah, what? like he, like honestly, he didn't really do, he's kind of like a DeSantis where like, the things he actually did like sound great on paper and they get people talking, they get... You know, people on Facebook all happy, but as far as restoring a country or making America great again, like, what did he actually do for that? And, I mean, he well, he appointed a lot of judges, I'll give him that. Uh, the, yeah, the that's been good. great, too. I'll give yeah. him that. But, I mean, he also outlawed bump stocks. Um... Like, Which that got overturned recently, didn't it? Um, I swear I read something, something. Yeah, I read something about that. I don't remember. It, it may have. That's a, but that's a pretty small thing, though, to me. It is, but, but I mean, if you claim to be a Second point. Amendment president, and then you still do that, and he was on record saying, um. He believes in, like, taking them in the due process later. Um, I also saw a video of him saying how great of a dude Klaus Schwab was. Um, <laughs> well, he said that about every bad person yeah, out there. Yeah, that's true. But still, I don't know. There's just... I mean... He didn't start any new wars, and they really wanted to kick off something in Syria. Okay, yeah, that's true. No new wars. And we didn't get involved in... I mean, Ukraine hadn't started yet, but... Yeah, that's a fair point. That's that's a big one to me, because what, what happened immediately after Biden got in? You could say that was just the timing of... Uh, Russia just waited until Trump was out, because... But still... Yeah, I don't know. Valid point. You might you might have me on this one. I yeah. I think. I mean, really, that. I mean, the the older I get, the more that is kind of my metric. Because it's so dirty. Wars. I mean, there may be just wars, but people make. There's so much interest and so much money behind starting and running wars. Uh, it's. It's kind of America's business at this point. Yeah, that's what is. we do. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we fight wars. <laughs> and that's disgusting. It's like Kennedy said, and I agree with that 100%, is we've lost our moral authority. Like, we can't claim that we're, the, you know, we're, a, we're special or something when kind of the only country for the last 20 Three twenty, whatever it is, twenty-two years that's been invading and killing people for really no apparent reason, other than to make money. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong there. 
And that's that's probably number one reason I would be for Kennedy if I had the opportunity. Although I'm very worried that he's not what he says he is. And with Trump, we've had a track record. Yeah. You know, we had four years, no wars. Um, and I the biggest reason that I... Trump needs to get back in and I don't think it's necessarily for altruistic reasons is he needs he he realizes that the lawsuits aren't going to stop um I think it's kind of like a the ancient Rome thing is he's got to get in there and hold power so that he can pardon himself or his family members because they're just not going to stop going after him um and I think I think that's what he's going to do Interesting. So you think he's just running again to um, basically pave the way to free him and his family or pardon them? I think that's that's probably a very, very big reason, a compelling reason, um, because even after he was out of office, and you could argue that the reason that the lawsuits haven't stopped and the harassment hasn't stopped is because the potential of him running again, but he doesn't know that in the long term. Um, so that would be a big reason. Also, he's one of the most egotistical people out there, probably, um, at least from the way he talks. So winning a second term after being defeated, you know, he can't lose. So there's that. And then also what he's been saying lately, he's been, he shifted gears pretty recently and he's out there talking about the communists you know, he used to say the deep state, but now he's saying the communists who are running the co- the country or the government. Like, I think he's ha- <clears throat> had a sit down with somebody or a group of somebody's who's kind of woken him up to what's really going on um, with this crazy ideology that's infecting the country right now. That's do you think, anti-human communist. Do you think it's uh, do you think he brought Bannon back? I, I don't know. I really don't know who's been talking to him. I haven't heard anybody. I think he's been talking um, a lot with Flynn, G- General Flynn. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Who's the guy? I can't remember. There's a guy that Alex Jones talks to quite often who was one of his advisors. Um, Isn't it Bannon? I don't think it's Bannon, it's the older dude that always wear goofy glasses. That doesn't help at all. No. <laughs> the name is entirely escaping me. It might be Bannon, but let me see. He's got him on every so often. And the guy, no, it's not Bannon for sure. Um, I don't even know how I'd look this up. But... Yeah, he, I, and I, I always thought he was like a lawyer, an advisor to Trump, one of the guys from the beginning, uh, kind of a political insider, but it's supposedly had a major conversion to Christianity hmm. recently. But who knows? So that could be who he's talking to. Whoever that guy is, that nameless guy, I can't remember, and I'm so... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Roger Stone, that's who it is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think of that. 
that just popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, I've been I actually have been listening to Alex Jones lately for whatever reason. <laughs> He's always good for a he listen. Gets, it is. It's entertaining. It's like it's uh it's fear porn basically. Yeah. But he still slipped some things in there. He was right about the atrazine or whatever. <laughs> he's right about a lot of things. He sure but he's is. like uh he's on a religious tear now, which is interesting because I never knew that was what I don't think he was ever really religious, but uh he's had lots of talks with Roger Stone. I think they're friends, but yeah, he's he's all about whatever, holy war against the the evil because that's what he says he's he talks all about that about the shady figures behind the scenes and yeah. child sacrifice and all that crazy stuff which you know i'm not you you told me about that documentary i need to watch that or listen to that podcast yeah definitely you should well we uh wrapped up for the day i yeah yeah, we might get canceled after this one. I don't know. You think so? I don't Just know. Just the names. Yeah, we got. There's a nobody lot of listening. Names. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, I think, I think, um, I think we're safe for quite some time here. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Maybe, maybe in a few years, somebody will go back and listen to this. But, uh, or they go and find it. I mean, who cares? We'll just start another one. I mean, yeah, that's true. Freaking America, we can say whatever we want. Got the point. Speaking of podcasts and waste of time, get out of here. Get out of here, people! You're wasting your life. <laughs>